2: Can't afford no trust of cops. Johnny spots would just don't know when to stop. Yeah, and if you don't like you better take your ass up to the snooty box, cause this is the loud spot.
0: Okay, see you later.
1: What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Loud Spot with Sebastian. I have a special co-host on tonight, Stephanie Sutera from the band Sonoris Rising. What's up, Stephanie? Hi, Sebastian, (laughs) and hello, listeners. Yeah, I really want to talk about you wanting to start a podcast, which I think is super cool, and you asked on Facebook for names. I picked the best one out of all of them, which you haven't started yet, the American Sutera. Yeah, uh, I
3: like that. I definitely want to use my last name for that, just because there's not a lot of Sutera's I mean, the, I, there's there's two famous Cetera's. And it's Camilla Cetera, and she designs wedding dresses. She designed the dress for the video November Rain for Guns N' Roses. And then there's Peter Cetera, not the singer because it's spelled differently. Um, he was on the Brady Bunch movie. Oh, really? <laughs> like yeah, back from the 90s. But those are the only two that I know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So I think... I don't know either of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> But because I said the American Sutera, you ha- you like have to use that. I'm just letting you know. Um, you- it's- I made it public. Uh-huh. I made it public, so you got to use it. If somebody else owns that name, you better fucking do something else with it. <laughs> name your podcast something World else. Relinquish it to me. <laughs> What's your podcast going to be about?
3: Well, I, you know, we're we're kind of living in a very crazy time period in America. So I I do want to talk about politics and current mm-hmm. events, things that are happening not only just in this country but in the world in general. And I'm really interested in that. But I also want to do uh, talk about history because sometimes you might not understand a current event if you don't understand how we got to that place that we are now so I you know I, I want to you know talk about um, like if I want to talk about Iran I will talk about like operation Ajax when we uh, overthrew the Shah of Iran in the 50s and then you kind of see the start of where we're not really friendly with them anymore. And how our relationship with them got so bad in the first place. Or, you know, um, we meddle in a lot of different countries, unfortunately. And, you know, big topic recently is Venezuela. Uh, You know, do you want to know how bad they got? And I can enlighten you on to why they've gotten in the situation they are going from one of the richest countries in South America to not that rich at all. No, I... Rich in resources, but not in money.
1: I got a buddy who used to live there, actually, and some of the stories... He was in the military, and so some of the stories he told, me was like, whoa, like, they have to buy all their food through, like, Amazon to be able to get food. Like, it was nuts, and Amazon food sucks. Like, every time I eat Amazon <laughs> food, I have diarrhea for, like, two days. Like, don't, don't, eat, don't eat Amazon gummy bears. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. I've only
3: ever ordered things like chips, but they were already a brand name from... Like Lay's.
1: Yeah, no, these are Haribo. Haribo gummy bears, they just weren't, like, they taste a little bit different. It's like, to me, Amazon food is like Taco Bell. You know what you're in for when you eat it, but you still like it. Tastes good, but you pay for it later. That's, that's, That's right. It sounds like you're kind of set to, uh, sounds like you're kind of prepared anyways to do a podcast, you know, unlike me who was completely unprepared when I started this, and I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But I'm doing it anyway. I want to, And I want to get you on the podcast more. Maybe for you to just practice being on a podcast. Uh, which would be good. But also, I kind of like your personality. And I like listening to music. And you're very diverse with what you listen to. Right? Like, you, you sing different styles. And listen. I would assume you mostly listen to punk rock. But...
3: I listen. Well, it is one of the main things I listen to, yes. But I, I'm all over the damn place.
1: Well, this podcast is going to be a straight punk rock podcast and i think all the bands in well you're in one of them and then you know the other one personally very you know all these bands yeah yeah i think i do, yeah, I yeah, do you, know them all these are all this is they have this, some loose connection to me this is your podcast now for tonight fantastic <laughs> one song we didn't get to play there's two songs that we want to play when you guys were featured on the podcast and we didn't play them and one song is by Sonoris Rising, Blind and Complacent. So what is this song about before we can can we even say spin it? Because it's not like a record. Like I say I always say I'm gonna spin it, but I'm not really spinning it. I'm just pressing play. Well you,
3: you shouldn't have told him. You could have gotten away with oh,
1: it. Oh I could've though. Damn it! I'm gonna edit that out. No, I'm not. What's this song, <laughs> what's, it, what's this song about?
3: Well, it's it's kind of like like the chorus is is um, you know like it, it, some some younger kid or like in their mid twenties and they don't understand why they can't get out of their parents' basement why they're not making enough money you know they feel like they did all the right things and that maybe it's not something they're doing and it's kind of like you know wow well, what demographic you are or where you live is sort of
0: preventing
3: you from getting anywhere. So it, it's it's kind of like, don't be so damn hard on yourself. Maybe it's not you. And if you are not working at it and doing what you think you should be and you're still not getting anywhere, maybe it's not
1: your fault. Maybe it is not your fault. So let's play blind and complacent, but maybe it is your fault. It could be their fault, though. Oh, no. could, I got a friend named Robert. Definitely his fault. Definitely his fault because he, he's like 40. <laughs> but here's Blind and Complacent by Sonorous Rising. Cannot wait. Hey, Stephanie, I know you look worried. He doesn't hear my podcast. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, <no>. Poor Robert. <laughs> no, he's not, he doesn't listen to this, I promise. And if he does, he doesn't. So here we go with, with okay. Blind and Complacent, Sonorous Rising.
2: know they that not control I know that I'm not wondering what you the force.
1: I love your guys' band. You guys are so cool. You guys are so cool. You know, okay, so here's what's funny. So, I want to let listeners know that, um, that was episode number 43, if you want to go back and listen. What's crazy about that is that was November 1st, and we're on November 12th now, right? This is episode number 52. So, I've done nine episodes in in 11 days. Wow. I know. That is nuts. <laughs> That's a lot. Having so many podcasts. Yeah, don't burn yourself out. Exactly.
3: We'll still listen. You <laughs> no, will. You don't have to provide that much content.
1: I think I think I get less listeners when I do this many of them. Cause they're like, oh, there's I'll catch up on it later. I'll catch up on it later, you know. I think I would get more spacing it out, but here's what happened. Is I started like getting like a bunch of like bands that that were okay, you know. I wanted to do band interviews and play music. Then I started getting some really, really good bands, and that already was kind of booked for November because I started booking November back in uh, October. And like the podcast kind of blew up—not like blew up like super big—but we started getting a following. And I guess I I wanted to get the big bands in and not make them wait till December so they wouldn't flake out on me. And I overbooked my I overbooked myself. <laughs> But you know what? I, I really do enjoy listening to music. I really do. I had a hip-hop band on here. I had a reggae band on here. But my joy, my my heart, is obviously punk rock. I think you know that. Well, me too.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what I love.
1: So, Dead City Riot. Tell us... I know you know a lot about this band. So tell me about this band.
3: Well, Dead City Riot is a... Band out of Connecticut, and it just so happens that my keyboard player, this is her old band. But it's great. I mean, I I still listen to it myself, because I love it so much. Um, I would say that the genre of this band uh, was given to them by the Germans. Ah. They went on tour, and when they were in Germany, after they played one of their sets... One of them walked up and called it Black Metal Reggae. (laughs) And they were like, that's it, that's it. Because they had the same problem that we do where we couldn't exactly pinpoint the genre that we are. Because there's just like taking little bits of of things all over the place. You know, I kind of was there with... You know, Vinny throughout this my keyboard player, throughout their their whole uh, career, they they, um, they went to Europe a few times. They did a tour in Canada that I went with them, and they toured with um, at in that one was with Oi Polloi, which is like one of the biggest anti-fascist bands in the world. They're from Scotland. They're amazing and total sweethearts.
2: Awesome. Like I just enjoyed them
3: so much. They also did a few American tours as well, Uh, they were signed to a DIY collective out of England called Riot Scott Records, and there's a bunch of great bands that are on that label as well that came out of that. Um, But yeah, I, I just thoroughly enjoy their music, and this particular song that I gave you, Progeny of the Great Censorship, is written by my keyboard player, so it sort of hones in her style and the, the the keyboards are for well piano really is like really is very prominent in the song.
1: I feel like you know if you're going to be in a punk rock band, even when you go on tour and play these shows, I really think like you you can't be in it for the money when you play no. punk. You got to be in it for your love of the scene and the music and what you represent. Because even going on tours, you make money on tours, but I don't think you're making like money to live off money.
3: No. No, definitely not. I mean, you know, they, they sort of went into it with that mentality, like, don't make money off it. I mean, even when they would sell their merchandise, people would be like, oh, how much it is? And they'd be like, pay us what, what you think it's worth. And you'd look at them like, what? <laughs> and sometimes people would hand you, you know, like 20 bucks right. for, for a CD. Other people, they'd give you five but I people seem
1: to be actually more generous when you weren't trying to get money out of them. Do you think that Rancid has like a big hate following because they are probably the biggest, like I would say they're probably the biggest, most known name punk rock group. Do you think they get a lot of hate for that or do you think people still like in the scene, because you're in the scene, I'm not really in the scene, I just like punk. You're in the punk rock scene kind of. Do you think that there's hate towards them?
3: Oh, most definitely. I'm not sure if it's so warranted. I I feel like people feel a little betrayed once you cross this certain threshold and start booking shows where there's big sponsors and, you know, uh, you're charging kind of more than, uh, you know, a normal, one of the smaller, maybe semi-big bands would charge. And then people start to not you know, they kind of drift away from you. But then you also have to realize that Rancid is one of your kind of gateway bands. Exactly. You know, it's one, when you first start, Yeah. Y- you know, you hear Rancid, Misfits, No Effects. Those are kind of a bad religion. Those are your like, your cluster of your big ones and, you know, and Ramones and, and Sex Pistols and The Clash and stuff those are really big too. I, even though they don't get as much hate. You know
1: why they don't get as much hate? Because they were, they are more, Like the Ramones are considered more classic punk because they've been around a lot longer and Rancid is more of a modern punk, right? So I think that Rancid, even though they get maybe some less following in the punk rock scene, they also get new followers and I think a lot of that's really just jealousy. I think it comes down to being a little bit jealous that they're not doing what they're doing. It might be. Because Rancid, Uh they're still punk rock and yeah, they had a song that was on MTV and they had music videos and shit, but it was fucking good.
3: Yeah, well, we did have, in the mid-90s, there was a little bit of a punk revival hitting in the mainstream, and what happened is that The Offspring came out, and they were on Epitaph Records, and so Rancid was able to branch out from that record label and get onto the mainstream stuff, Gotcha, and so people started listening to it like that you g- generally weren't; They weren't in the scene. They're just like, I just like this. And I, because I remember in high school when out C- come the wolves came out and I'm like, this is, this is amazing. I love this. <laughs> um, yeah. And no effects gets dog on done really bad too. Um, I had fat Mike come to my work and stay there because he was developing a punk rock, punk rock play with his ex wife. And, I was having conversations with her about you know when um he did like a rock gets bush campaign and people were giving him shit for that and then you know people kind of you know were were, were being dickish in a way because they got so big and he's got that big, the big label like he's got uh, Fat Records that he that he um founded and uh, the love kind of went away, and some people really only listen to the earlier stuff and then won't touch the later stuff. I, I love it all. I, I'm not too big on the, like, you you sold out, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right, kind of yeah, yeah. And it's just like, yeah. there's something about you that I love. I listened to you when I was younger, when I was a teenager, and I still love that stuff. and. But even though I branch
1: off to a whole bunch of different kinds of genres like within punk... You you know, I wouldn't even say Offspring was really punk. I mean, they were, but I I, I don't consider... uh, They are, they did not have a punk feel. I don't consider them punk, and everyone can fucking hate me for that, that's fine. (laughs) I I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, they came out pretty fly for a white guy, which was not punk. At all, I wouldn't say. But, you know, I was never really a big fan of The Offspring. Like, they were always okay to me, but I never really, like, liked, liked them like them. I, I mean, maybe for, like... I mean, I bought their CD be, to be cool, because all my friends had their CD, so I had to go buy it. What was it called? Smash or something like that? Yeah, that was yeah, that was one of on. yeah, yeah, them. They, was pretty they pretty pretty. had a song or two I think I liked, and... Anyways, you know about The Offspring? The biggest sellout, I'm gonna say, is fucking Green Day. Those, I don't even like them anymore. I like Nim- I like Nimrod's last album, and Dookie was their best. Dookie was a great album. I loved Nimrod, because I was at that age in high school when it came out. And we're the same age.
3: Yeah, I I, I got into them middle school, Dookie came out. And then a friend of mine listened to their first two albums, the 10,000 sl- uh, Smooth Out Slappy Hours and Kerplunk. But that w- and then Dookie came out, and they hit it big. And that made me go back and listen to those two albums. But by the time I got to high school, I had fallen off that train. But yeah. I fell into other types of uh, punk music. And now I have no idea
1: what the hell they are.
3: The last album that came out with, I was very confused. Uh,
1: you know, I changed my 45-minute podcast to whatever the fuck I want podcast. And <laughs> so I got to lose track of time. I don't have to pay attention to the time anymore. I'm always like, we got 20 minutes left. We got 10 minutes left. Uh, we got five minutes left. Now I got, like, we got fucking whenever we want to stop left. So, uh, but I know you got something to do at 10.30 your time. So let's play Dead City Riot Progeny of a Great Censorship. I almost said progeny again. I'm not that great with words. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? Let's play it right now. I definitely feel that there is a lot of Sonoris rising like inside of Dead City Riot. I don't know if it's because you guys have a, the same, one of the same band members, but there's definitely, you guys have a very similar sound. I wouldn't call it reggae black metal though either. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I definitely, yeah, definitely, I, I
1: would say that uh,
3: Vinny is a part a big part of the songwriting I mean she's got her own songs that she brings in I bring in my own but I think maybe because of her style when she's playing along with stuff and then I guess my singing maybe a little bit like Matt's as well and I didn't even realize it but I absolutely loved his voice Uh, and I still listen to the the two albums that they came out with
1: um, quite a bit I want to talk about. I want to talk about a couple different things, but I do want to bring up Blink One Eighty Two for a second. Oh. Because, okay, here, now, y'all. I know you're already like, oh fuck, whatever. <laughs> Listen, those guys did start off though, kind of very <laughs> punk rock, with they like, did. like, like take off your pants and jacket, and uh, they had like the, the the what was that album called? The uh, was it Hey Dude or Dude Something? Whatever the the one of the first albums were with had uh, was it Damn It? I think Damn It was on it. Did you listen? I mean, because they weren't—they were not pop. They were when they came out. They were not pop punk. I did not. I did have a good friend of mine in high
3: school that absolutely loved the band, and I didn't know what it was. So he had a sweatshirt and T-shirts and stuff. And it was before that whole pop punk revival thing came out and like hit the mainstream, because it was like. Maybe my senior year or right after my senior year of high school is when you know like the bands like New Found Glory and, and Blink One Eighty Two were all over MTV and the radio all the time, but I was always into really early
1: uh, pop punk because you know I mean the Ramones are the original pop punk, right? Yes, I, I would say I would say that's true. They were the, 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 I wouldn't say they were the original pop punk. I would say they were the original punk that other bands kind of went off of and maybe split direction. Yeah. Because they weren't really pop. They were just their own thing. And by the way, their first album was called That... That I know of. I'm sure it wasn't their first first album. was Dude Ranch. But the thing is, they may get a lot of hate from going from that to their other albums and what they do now. They even have Matt Skiba in their band from Alkaline Trio. Yeah.
3: Right? I, I, I had the pleasure of meeting Matt Skiba. But, but that... That that musical that Fat Mike did at my work, uh, Matt Skiba ended up coming and being one of the actors in it. So okay. I had the pleasure of talking with him. Very very nice guy. That's but, that's one thing I had.
1: I I think Blink One Eighty Two gets hate, but I don't think that Matt Skiba or Travis Barker get hate. Like I think the band as a whole gets hate. Generally speaking.
3: But oh, yeah, Tra- Travis Barker always gets a fucking pass. I mean, everybody loved him when he went and did the transplants with Tim Armstrong. Uh, yeah, Tom that was Armstrong.
1: dope. That was fucking dope. Gangsters it and thugs. <laughs> I really fucking and, like then,
3: and then you also have, what, what's funny is that, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the band The Interrupters.
1: Oh, I love The Interrupters. They are Their so good. The guitar
3: player was in transplants.
1: Okay, look, look, I want to say one thing about punk rock. And this is stands true for definitely punk rock and pro- metal. Not so. I, mean, I, st- I still like it with metal, but punk rock, one hundred percent. When there is a female lead vocalist in a punk rock band, I love that more than a male vocalist in a punk rock band. And and the Interrupters have that, right? Yeah. And then you guys, me in Interrupters. You guys have that. Tsunami Bomb has that. You know, it's it's uh, with metal. I don't mind it. I don't dislike it. Someone asked me if I didn't like female singers and like asked me because they want to be on my podcast. I was like, no, that's if you're. I don't care if you're a girl or a guy or fucking anything in between. If you if your band sounds good, I'm going to play it. But I particularly like female singers and punk bands. I think it, I think it I think it goes good with the style of music. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's not so like. With metal, you have more of a drop D, maybe, and maybe with but right it's a little lower. But with C. Punk, right, but with uh, with punk rock, you have a lot more of those higher guitar ranges, and maybe a female's voice sounds better. I I don't know what it is, but I do like uh, a female's voice when I a girl's voice when I hear uh, punk rock. I can't help that. Is that is that? And I think there's a lot more uh, women vocalists in punk rock bands.
3: Um, I, I, overall, no, but I say, I think that in recent years, it's definitely more of a female presence. I just remember like 20 years ago, going to some even just local shows and feeling like my gender was completely misrepresented. Like it was uh, the majority, maybe one female musician would be up there and four bands played. But now when I go, I definitely see maybe not always pick punk women singers, but uh, there's, you know, one of the instruments is played by a female. That's why I liked the Damn Broad so much, because it was all girls, and they were all badass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they were yeah. great. And, and and that was, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to sing in a punk band, because, I don't know, there just needs to be more girls.
1: I, know? I, I agree with you, and this next band, The Rats, what about them? They got some. They got some girls in the band, right? Just one, <laughs> just one, just Ines, who
3: was incidentally in the Damn Broads. Uh, she's a really kick-ass guitar player, and she also sings. She's
1: raw, and you know, I see. I see a lot of her Facebook posts that she makes because she does a lot of those stories things, like when you're on your stories on Facebook. And every time I see her name, I'm like, God, I can't believe I fucked it up when I said their man's name. I, st- I, still, oh, no. can- I still can't believe it. And I see it all the time now. And uh, it's funny.
3: I've, I've I've actually never met anyone else with that name. So I could see anybody forgetting how to pronounce it.
1: Well, I also said progeny earlier before we started the podcast. And you corrected me. and said progeny. <laughs> so... I'm I'm used to saying things wrong, and as my buddy KP would say, he's not on the podcast right now. Hooked on phonics did not work for me. That's his favorite thing to say because I always screw things up. <laughs> I Always screw uh, up that's
3: things. That's an old one. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're you old. gotta be our age to remember that.
1: What What month's your birthday? July. So you're older than me. Oh. By two months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm September, dude. Let's play. Let's play the rats. I said we play them right now. What do you think? Let's get drunk tonight. I gotta I got tell you, I gotta tell you right now, Stephanie, I really like that song. Like, I really like that song. It's fast, it's only 54 seconds long, it's in your face, and I do, I okay, so my love is punk, and I. my favorite punk is, there's two punks that I love. It's I like rockabilly, and I like in your face, fast, slappy around a little bit, punk rock.
3: They're very great live. They're they're very high energy. Um, I I was happy because that particular song that you just played, uh, they asked me to shoot a music video for them. So if you are on YouTube, the rats, let's get drunk tonight. And um, I'm, I'm actually glad that they chose that particular song because we went to a bar and shot a video with all their friends and... And uh, I, I don't know. I get along with them very well.
1: I am definitely going to check out that music video tonight after we end this podcast because I want to see it. It's only fifty seconds, like fifty four seconds long. What do you got to lose? I mean, it must have been a really fast music shoot, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, Took we t- two weeks. Two locations. We went to their practice spot, which is in like an old warehouse in New Haven, Connecticut, and then. So I took a bunch of different angles you know. When I, and so we went through the song a bunch of times and then we did more of a relaxed thing at this bar called Three Sheets in New Haven and I was just walking around filming people having a good time and it wasn't anything with them playing at that point. But I was there for hours and then had to go through. I think I took too much. I made, I made too much work for myself. Because yeah. I only had 50 seconds to, to like, <laughs> all that stuff in there. Oh, man. So that was my own fault. It was fun, though. Because when you walk around with a camera, people start talking to you. They start acting, asking questions, and then you get to meet a whole bunch of new people. And that, that at that point, I was just really starting to become good friends with them. And uh, Jeffrey, who is uh, one of the singers and the... Other guitar player.
1: Yeah, that that is, you, you know, I don't think a lot of people think about when you have 50 seconds to fit a whole video in a song. Like, and you have to, if you have to do a lot, you got to make it quick, and there might be some editing and stuff. So that's, I've never shot a music video. I'm sure that's not super easy to do. It was the first one I ever did.
3: <laughs> it was something I wanted to try. I guess I love doing. Fire. I do like videography and photography too and I like making like little promo videos and stuff. And but I wanted to try that. Because, because I, I, I do love shooting, like my favorite photography to shoot is live bands. That, that is, is my favorite.
1: You can come shoot my podcast. I mean it's not that I interesting.
3: Gotta go- <laughs> Ohio, Oklahoma Come
1: on, come on. It's not that was well it is kind of far, but you could do it. But it really, I could just Zoom video it, and it'd be the same thing. But I'm trying to get Netflix to do a a, a, a series on me. Why well, They're not going to. They're not responding. But I'm letting them know anyway. Do a series on me. All right, look, before we play Public Serpents, I do want to talk about Tsunami Bomb real quick, because they're supposed to be on the podcast. As we know, bands kind of flake out sometimes. But yes. I but I don't think they're going to and I'm really excited about them. I think Tsunami Bomb is a staple in the punk rock industry. They've been around for a long time and they have a huge following. And I, I think they're like, you're from the Bay Area, or you're not from the Bay Area, you're from the East Coast area. They're from the Bay Area, but their music resonated the punk rock scene. That's what I think.
3: Yeah, I really, I kind of want to talk to them and, and find out you know, uh, give me a little bit of info on what it's like to be in the scene over there. Because I'm an East Coast girl. I want to know what it's like to be a West Coast girl.
1: Yeah, that'd be a really good question to ask them too. So we're going to we're, we're gonna get you on the, the, the podcast with Tsunami Bomb. That's the plan. And so I'm excited about that. I know you're excited about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a great show. Okay, you got limited time. you got like eight minutes left, girl, before you got to get off the podcast. Oh, crap. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about Public Serpents real quick. The song name is... Uh, what's in the song name? Oh, I'm going to get it stuck in my hand. <laughs> oh, my okay, handwriting stop. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. Uh, okay,
1: Public Serpents
3: is the band of... Uh, I'm in this... Uh, my band, Sonora's so Rising, is signed to a label called Ten City Records. song's called Armageddon Stomp. It's featuring uh, David Nazaro, who is the singer of Suicide Machines. And they're a band out of Jersey. Uh, they just so happen to be the drummer of Choking Victims' uh, new band. And that Drummer Squirt Gun is also the owner of the label that Sonora's Rising is on, so they are our label mates. This is uh they're they're like a ska, uh, well what they call Crack Rock Steady, which is a type of ska punk. Okay, and, and, and the name
1: of the record label is Tent City Records. Yes. Perfect. And the rats are also on that record label too. Cool! Yeah, you you know what you need to get me in touch with the people from Tent City Records and maybe play some of their other bands. I would love to have a podcast with the owner of Ten City Records and you on as well. Listen, everybody. I want Stephanie, She, I want her to do a lot of podcasts with me because I feel she has an important presence. She's also fun to talk to. We like to laugh a little bit, make some jokes. And I think the more you're on here, the more jokes... I, I love making fun of people. I love when people make fun of me. So I think that... We can have that humor because I can just, people don't see, people people don't get is they listen to a podcast, but they don't always see like what's like your mannerisms. No. And mannerisms speak louder. Like sometimes I'll laugh and people are like, why is he laughing? It's because I see something that they're not seeing somebody else on a Zoom call.
3: Yeah, because we're on Zoom. We can see each other. Exactly. Looking at your face. As you're speaking to me, and my hands are going crazy all over the place, nobody could see that. Hey, how do you like my haircut? <laughs> I didn't even. I, know. <laughs> I didn't know.
1: <laughs> you see, people don't know. <laughs> I got no hair. Have
3: that hat
1: on because I have no hair. You know, if I shave it real nice though with the bit, it looks really good. I just haven't shaved it in like a week, so that's pretty embarrassing.
3: You gotta so- <laughs> get one of those razor cars. That, that it's got little wheels on it, and you just glide it along your head. <laughs> but it's shaped like a car. I've seen it.
1: I got a good story about a guy that told me one time. I'm not going to say it tonight, but he told me, you look a lot better with your hat on than with your hat off. That led to a whole situation. We're not talking about on the podcast, but I'll tell you in private. Let's play okay. Public <laughs> Serpents right now.
2: i oh, oh, yeah. yeah. The Yama, night and every day. If you want the I never will, out to run a If want to be yasa, way, With the Yama, give me night every day. If you want to be
1: I definitely like that song. That is so cool. Stephanie, I know you got to get out of here. Thank you so much for being on the podcast tonight. I hope you enjoyed your time. It's my pleasure. I will be on whenever you like. You know, I'm going to call you here after uh, we end this. Okay. So I'm going to talk with you about it. Uh, I'll give you a call here in a little bit. Thanks for being on the podcast, everybody. uh, Tonight was a punk rock show. We did just punk music. I know we're supposed to play some metal bands when we do another just musical podcast, but we will get to that, I promise. Uh, tonight we had some other plans. It didn't work out. Stephanie was on. We decided to do punk rock, so uh, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And thanks for listening to the podcast, The Loud Spot with Sebastian, Stephanie Sutera, Sonorous Rising. Check them out. All right? Bye. Goodbye.
0: That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football